0: It is the 50th episode of Jacobo Talk, and we are back after our hiatus from last week. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to be here for the 50th episode of Jacobo Talk. Josh, welcome back, buddy. How are you doing today?
1: I'm feeling older, that's
0: for sure. How was your birthday last week?
1: Uh, I had a great birthday, um... Spent it with uh, my roommates and some friends, um, and my girlfriend on Tuesday. Um, it, it was a lot of fun, good times, man.
0: That's good. We are only three hundred and fifty-eight days away from the twenty-first, and I'm sure that will be a party for sure. But enough with Josh. The fiftieth episode of Jacobo Talk is happening right now, and we have got a lot to discuss. We're going to try to make this quick and short. But we're gonna roll into uh our first topic of the day. And of course, what you see the show, Cowboys, he's a Cowboys fan. So we're gonna start off with the Dallas Cowboys. Ladies and gentlemen, they won their game against the Detroit Lion Lions with them winning twenty-four to six. And this was Dak Prescott's first game back from his uh broken thumb injury. Oh, broken finger! I think it was his thumb. But this was his first game back. How do you think Dak looked? Uh, he threw for two hundred seven pass. He threw for two hundred seven passing yards of only one touchdown, and he had a pass passer rating of one hundred thirteen point three. I'm curious to see how you, when you were watching this game, how do you think Dak looked?
1: Um, it was tough to watch in the first half, honestly. Um, Well, really mostly the first quarter, I'd say. But, you know, um, I think this was a perfect game for Dak to come back against. Um, The Lions have the worst defense in the NFL. So it was pretty much a guaranteed win, even though he only had uh, one passing touchdown. Um, Even still, though, um, I think Dak performed about as much as I expected him to. Um, he had a decent performance, not a great performance, um, but one of the things I really enjoyed about his performance is that now everybody's going to shut up about Cooper Rush being better than Dak Prescott.
0: Yeah, the Cooper Rush stuff. I mean, it, again, we missed last week's episode, so we didn't get a chance to re- re- recap the Cowboys and Eagles game. Uh, Cooper Rush... How, I don't, I don't know how many interceptions he threw, but it was quite a bit. And we, we knew in that scenario, like, if Dak Prescott was playing that game, he, we would have had a better chance and coming, uh, coming back and winning that game. And Cooper Cush, Cooper Rush wasn't just ready for that. So we are glad to have Dak back. Cooper, Cooper Rush did a great job as a backup, but this is clearly Dak Prescott's team. And that showed this Sunday, or this past Sunday. The Cowboys are five and two, and the NFC East is the best division in football. It looks like, uh, first of all, not only the Eagles are six and zero, the Giants are six and one, the Cowboys are five and two, the Washington Commanders are three and two, which isn't bad for the Commanders. It might be bad for some other standards, but it's not bad for the Commanders. Right, so so, and, and another fun fact if you were to put the commanders in the NFC South, they would be tied for first place in the division at three and four. To me, that is hysterical.
1: Um, that is pretty funny, you know. Honestly, it's it's um pretty good to see the NFC East um looking this good again, um, but. Yeah, the Commanders, 3-4. and four. I mean, you know, I know we like to um, shit on the Commanders. But it's Steven, the best thing still in the world. Yeah, that's nothing to sleep on. That's yeah. tied with the Buccaneers. That's tied with the Falcons. That's tied with a lot of other great teams in the States. That's tied
0: with the Rams. Oh, I think it might be a little bit better. I don't know. But the Packers, you know, so, so they have the same record as some really good um, playoff contending teams from last year, like we said, the pa- the Packers and the Bucks, and I think the Rams. I think the Rams are at three and three, but still, that's pretty impressive. And then New York, fo- moving on from that, New York football. That New York football is finally good again. With the Jets being at five and two, the Giants being at six and one, and the Buffalo Bills being at five and one. When was the last time New York football was relevant? I don't even know the answer to that question. It's I don't been, know.
1: Um it's been a long time. Heck, I don't even know if there's ever even been a time where uh all three New York teams had a uh had a start um better than uh at least uh five and two. I can't remember that. I don't, I don't know if it's ever even happened.
0: I probably the last time well actually no Buffalo was pretty bad in 2010, but the New York Jets, the last the last time I remember the the both the Jets and the Giants being really good at the same time was back in 2010-2011. It since then I can't remember the last time both of those teams at the same time had a winning record of two seven weeks into the NFL season. It's been a long time. But we're going to transition on from that. We're going to stay with the Jets. And that even though they are having an incredible start, there is some unfortunate news coming out of New York as running back Brees Hall has torn his ACL and he will be done for the foreseeable future. Uh, The good news for the Jets is they trade away Oh, they traded away a couple of draft picks to acquire James Robinson from Jacksonville. So it seems like New York is trying to go all in this year and trying to make the playoffs. They ain't ain't tanking. They ain't moving backwards.
1: Right. And um, one of the other great things about this, James, I I absolutely love this trade. This trade is great for fantasy managers because, one – James Robinson um, has been on a lot of is going to be on a lot of fantasy waivers, and he has a chance to shine in New York. I don't know how good their offensive line is, but he has a chance to really prove him something of himself. James Robinson has been a decent fantasy running back, but now he's going to have the starter position for the rest of the year, and he won't have to compete with uh,
0: Travis. Travis, Ian. Travis
1: Ian. And that's the flip side in Jacksonville fantasy managers are going to be so relieved that James Robinson's gone because finally they don't have to worry about him splitting carries with, uh, they don't have to worry about Travis Etienne splitting carries with James Robinson. So now fantasy managers can start putting Travis Etienne, start moving him up from the bench, start putting him in maybe that flex position or second running back position.
0: It was the first couple of weeks when James Robinson, we all thought that he was going to be that number one running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then ETN started getting. I don't. It's when ETN started getting more touches after, after the three weeks. And then James Robinson, I don't, I don't even think he got a touch in this last game against Jacksonville. So now James Robinson has an opportunity to go out and showcase his talent because he, he ain't no scrub. He can, he can ball. So and I feel like now he's going to get that opportunity with the Jets with the Brees Hall injury. I feel like James Robinson is going to show shine really well under the bright lights in New York. But the, we mentioned how James Robinson got traded. We mentioned the James Robinson trade. The NFL trade deadline is next Tuesday at three o'clock Central Time, two o'clock Central Time. And so we're going to go over some of the trades that could happen in players that could be on the market. Um staying with the Jets. Elijah Moore, the second year wide receiver, has also requested the trade because he complains about his lack of touches. Really keep it short and sweet. You're a second year wide out and you're acting like you're wolf like a Devontae Adams or DeAndre Hopkins or Keenan Allen type player. I mean you ain't you ain't that lover dude. You ain't there yet. So, uh, and then the Carolina Panthers, it looks like they're going into full rebu- rebuild mode, but however, they rejected two first round picks for Brian Burns to start defensive end. So that it seems like the Carolina Panthers, they want to move for, they, they want to rebuild, but Brian Burns is definitely a long, young defensive end and they want to obviously continue the future moving forward with Brian Burns and Burns. And he had a great game against Tampa Bay. He had a couple of sacks. So it's good on Carolina for not getting rid of Brian Burns. And then this one was this one was pretty obvious. Uh the Los Angeles Rams. They are seeking to trade Cam Akers. Fa- this is this one definitely hurts for fantasy managers because he was projected to go in the third round this year. In most leagues. And simple. He, he hasn't just been getting the touches. That he needed to get. So they're looking. To trade came acres. So we'll see how that goes. And the Denver Broncos. Have been one of the more disappointing teams. As of late. Uh, a couple of players that have been in trade talks. For the Broncos. Is Bradley Chubb. KJ Hamler. And Jerry Judy. Another interesting note to point out is that if the Denver Broncos, if they're not able to win their game against Jacksonville this Sunday, they are more than likely to trade Bradley Chubb. So again, very disappointing after acquiring Russell Wilson to see them taking a step back a bit. Because they're 2-5. and No one expected the Denver Broncos to be this bad, especially with the Russell Wilson acquisition. So that's disappointing within itself. And you get you gotta ask yourself, the DeBron- the Broncos made a mistake of giving Russell Wilson all that money because it is not it is not a good look for Denver, especially in the future. And then the two other wide receivers that have been in trade discussions are Brandon Cooks and Chase Claypool. Now onto the biggest trade. I'll let you, Josh, I'll let you start off by discussing your thoughts of the biggest trade so far in this NFL season.
1: So you already brought up Carolina earlier in those trade talks. But the most significant trade that has happened this entire season and will happen this entire season is Christian McCaffrey has left Carolina and gone to play for the 49ers, who actually just got blown out by Kansas City So are we really going to consider San Francisco a championship contending team still, even though they acquired Christian McCaffrey? Now, Kansas City is pretty freaking good, you know? So I don't think 49ers fans should be too disappointed about this loss with Christian McCaffrey on their lineup. But I think, honestly, I think that Carolina has benefited the most from this trade because They are in a great position to rebuild their entire team now. They've got rid of the toxic Robbie Anderson. They've got rid of Christian McCaffrey. They got a lot of trades for Christian McCaffrey. They got a lot of draft picks for Christian McCaffrey. Sorry, not trades, draft picks. And then along with that, looking at the 49ers side, 49ers now have one of the most versatile offenses in the NFL right now. That's my opinion. With Debo and Ayuk, and now Christian McCaffrey, along with Kittle, middle. what were we gonna say, Jacob?
0: Uh, I said that I said don't forget Kittle because he's definitely a, a, a main piece in that offense.
1: Of course, of course. Kyle Shanahan, his got is he's gonna have a field day with this lineup. Think about all the trick plays you can do with this lineup. I think the 49ers are going to be a very exciting team to watch for the rest of the season. Now, I don't necessarily know if they're going to be a Super Bowl contending team, but I think they will make a playoff run.
0: So my what my my, pr- my problem is like you said, they'll definitely make the playoffs. I just don't know if you can put them in the same category as a Super Bowl championship level team with teams like Buffalo and Kansas City and Philadelphia to teams like that, because yeah, you just acquired Christian McCaffrey, which you would have th- thought this is going to make your team a lot better. And you go up against Kansas City. Now, is it's is one thing to lose against Kansas City. I mean, Kansas City, they're one of the best teams in football right now. I get all of that. The problem is it's supposed to be your people were labeling them As a Super Bowl contending team. And I get it if you lose to the Chiefs. The problem with that is. They got blown out by 20 points. To me when you get blown out. I don't care what team it is. If you get blown out by a team. you I don't think you're considered a Super Bowl level threat. I mean hell they're not even. The the Niners. I know it's early. But the Niners are not even. in. They're not even first. In their division now, I know a lot of things can change and happen, but you know, with this acquisition, you would think that the Niners would at least show some competition, or at least b- would have been a little bit better in this game against against Kansas City. So, do you j- just think it's going to take some time to get the offensive o- offensive system going?
1: Well, they did put up twenty three points, and they still have a bit of an issue at quarterback.
0: That's um, the problem. We, I agree. we
1: all know Jimmy G um, is, he's, he's been a starter in uh, San Francisco for way longer than we all think he should be. I think we, I think just about everybody can agree on that.
0: He's the um, Jason Garrett of the NFL right now.
1: Right. He's kind of overstayed his welcome in the NFL.
0: Exactly.
1: But, The Niners are stuck with him. Um, So, and, you know, he did get them to the playoffs last year. He did get them to the the NFC Championship, right?
0: Yeah. No, the the NFC Championship game last year. You're you're correct.
1: Right. He got them to the NFC Championship. So, you got to give the man some credit. But, you know, they need to improve on defense. um, Letting... uh, Letting the Chiefs put up 44 points, was that how much it was? it It was 44. Yeah, letting the Chiefs put up 44 against any team is a little bit too far. They're not a Super Bowl team, but with a different quarterback, I think they are. With a different quarterback and a better defense, I think they are.
0: All right. You know, quarterback, quarterback is probably the most important position in football. You gotta have the right quarterback in that, in that position. And I totally agree with you. You know, with, if they have, have a better, if they had a better quarterback, I mean, and who knows how Trey Lance would have done this year if he hadn't gotten, sustained that injury, right? But the Niners will not weren't obviously gonna go out and trade for a quarterback. Because they they made Jimmy Garoppolo the highest paid backup in the NFL. So, they weren't obviously going to go out and make another move. But they just need the right quarterback. And who knows how Trey Lance is going to be when, when he comes back. It's still too early to tell because he really hasn't played a whole lot. So, I'm not going to judge him yet. But I'm not worried about the Niners. But I want to call them Super Bowl contenders. Just quite yet. Staying with the NFC West and, and some other news across the NFL, uh, the Seahawks are at first place in their division. Staying at 4-3. and Who would have saw that coming with eight weeks, eight weeks into, or seven weeks into the NFL season and the Seahawks are first place in their division? Hell, we all thought they were screwed after that Russell Wilson trade with Geno Smith being the starting quarterback. He's playing better than Russell Wilson. I mean, my gosh, he might be the starter next season. The Seahawks are good, and and the Chargers. J.C. cornerback Jack, J.C. Jackson has been ruled out for the season with a torn patella tendon, and then wide receiver Mike Williams has been has been ruled out for quite some time after he suffered and high ankle sprain, so definitely some devastating news for the Chargers, but I got to ask you, you know, with the injuries that have been taking place with the Los Angeles Chargers, how do you think this affects the Chargers moving forward, with Bosa out, J.C. Jackson out, Keenan Allen's been injured, and now Mike Williams is out, how, how does this affect the Chargers going, for, going forward?
1: Keenan Allen is coming back, right?
0: He came back he came back in the game against back. Seattle but he was very limited. He barely saw the field. So that so something tells me he's still not quite 100% even though he played. He was very limited.
1: So I think the the uh the Chargers offensive performance I think it depends on Honestly, I think it all is on Keenan Allen at this point now, because with Mike williams uh, being out for he's he's not supposed to be out for just days he's supposed to be out for weeks it's it's indetermined he wasn't right
0: now. He, he wasn't put on ir and with, and being placed on i r technically means they're out for at least four games, so I would say for at least two or three so right right um
1: Losing J.C. Jackson, it's not devastating, but it does hurt. And Mike Williams being gone for the foreseeable future, that does hurt. If Keenan Allen is not 100% for their next two or three games, depending on how Mike Williams, uh, when Mike Williams will be back, then I think the Chargers could be in trouble. Because one of the other problems the Chargers have is their defense. They let up way too many points against, honestly, mediocre teams. They're kind of getting carried. Go- if, if they are expected, if they are going to have wins in these next few weeks, honestly, it, it will be because of Austin Eckler. If Austin Eckler has a few games where he doesn't perform as he should, then I think you can expect a an Los Angeles loss for that game.
0: I think you. So the, they have a buy next week, and that is a perfect opportunity for them to regroup. And this is a, usually around the middle of the season, it's the perfect time to have a buy, as well, you get the chance to regroup. You're right in the middle of the season, you're not completely out of the, the four and three, which isn't bad, but. This is the perfect opportunity for them to regroup and figure out what issues they need to fix before the next game. And I believe their next game is against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's their next game after their bye week. But that, I'm not worried about the Chargers. They're, 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 they look like they're in a good position, you know, despite them, using, despite them lo- losing all their key guys. It... Don't panic on the Chargers just yet. Joey Bosa, I know, is out for an extended period of time. But the Chargers can still be a wildcard team. So, everyone just take a deep breath and relax. For the Colts, though, I can't say the same thing. Because this is a perfect transition. Uh, Matt Ryan got benched for Sam Ellinger, uh, the QB out of Texas. That was drafted last year in the sixth round. So was benching Matt Ryan the correct move?
1: I thought this is like maybe the most ruthless move that has happened this season so far. Because I mean really? Matt Ryan, he's not one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, that's a that's a that's clear and obvious. However, Matt Ryan only what, three or four years ago led his team to a Super Bowl when and didn't he also get
0: MVP that year? 2017 was the year that when the, when they, the famous 23 lead, that, that was the year he won Super Bowl back in 2017.
1: Right, right. And they're benching him for UT quarterback Sam Ellinger?
0: Sam who Ellinger, yeah. played a,
1: game, a single game in the NFL? They're nope. going to bench Matt Ryan, a previous Super Bowl MVP, for Sam Ellinger. I think that's hilarious. It's, it's like the, like the Colts don't know how to do anything right.
0: So it's it's funny because it seems like the Colts after you know they've had their issues with Andrew Luck after he retired. They've been kinda in a struggle, I guess you could say, with quarterback. It's so funny because they have gone after the quarterbacks who are mid at best. Like mediocre or something like that, and which brings me to my next point: Mac Jones also got benched by Bailey Zappe. So I, I I saw this thing on Twitter when um have you seen that infamous meme when Mac Jones was at the draft and he was walking walking really fast on his way to get his hat? I saw a meme meme well it was titled uh. Mac Jones on his way to Indianapolis after, by by the end of next week or something like that. I thought it was funny because the courts, they go after the most mid-quarterbacks, and you can definitely put Mac Jones in that category. Right. Well, I don't even know if
1: it's just mid-quarterbacks. I think it's quarterbacks that were once good, you know? Because Once. Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, um, he led his team to a Super Bowl, but then he got injured. Honestly, um, it should confidence. have been. Yeah. N- you know, Carson Wentz had that season that led the Philadelphia Eagles to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Ryan won Super Bowl MVP in 2017. Um, both are QBs that they have. You know, they, first they got Carson Wentz last year. Now they had Ma- Matt Ryan this year. And now they're going to go for Sam Ellinger. Um, And, you know, Mac Jones, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they go to Mac Jones. Because um, the Patriots seem to prefer Bailey over Big Mac. However, um, New England did have that terrible loss um, last night, right?
0: It was brutal. Like thirty. 36 to 14 against Chicago. An interesting fact about Chicago, they play their best football when the weather is not clear. So if it's raining, if it's snowing, foggy, whatever you want to call it, that Justin Fields is like the Michael Jordan of football, apparently. So, which is funny. And the Chicago Bills put up 36. If that's not worrisome for New England, I don't know what is. What what is going to worry New England because they're in tri- they're like two and five I think they've only won two games and they go up against the Jets next week and the Jets are not an easy matchup anymore so yeah the Patriots look uh, who knows what they're going to do in their immediate future staying in the AFC the um I don't know if you've seen the visuals for the new Tennessee Titans stadium but I'm not going to lie it looks pretty. It looks pretty dope. So the Tennessee Titans, if you guys haven't not, don't know, they've lost. They've launched these visuals for the of what the new stadium and what it hopes to look like, and the estimated cost if they if they can get the st- stadium approved would be two point one billion dollars. Now, if you guys haven't seen it, just look look up Tennessee Titans new proposed stadium. It pop up right there. They even have a proposed. They proposed a Top Golf right next to the stadium that I guess correlates with the stadium that's something that's something I haven't seen before a top golf in a football stadium i mean that's pretty remarkable if you ask me i, I don't know how, how i know you saw the designs and we were talking about it a little bit earlier did you did you like the designs at all with the way the titans well, are going so it's
1: definitely um They've designed a stadium that's unlike any other stadium at the moment. Like Jacob said, if you don't know what we're talking about, you can just go on Instagram or Twitter, uh, go to the Tennessee Titans page, and they have made a post about their new plans. But um, it's definitely a stadium unlike any other in the NFL currently. The thing is, I don't know if the uh, I don't know if the Titans really deserve it. <laughs> you know, um, they've been. A team on the edge of being something great for so long, but they really haven't done anything great. The only thing great about the Tennessee Titans is Derrick Henry, and that's pretty much it.
0: You know, this day, Josh, what do NFL owners, besides some Super Bowls or any owner in general, what did that? what is the goal when running a franchise? It's to make the most amount of money as possible, right? This is gonna help them make the most amount of money with this stadium. I mean, they're gonna attract tourists to come check out this brand new stadium. Uh, ticket prices will go up for this brand new stadium. I mean, that, 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 that's really the goal, goal here is, is to make more money. I mean, it, it's not about whether they deserve it or not. No, it's to make the most amount of money as possible And Washington. You could take some tips from the Tennessee Titans. You know, I mean, hell, they had a guy, they had a couple, of f- <laughs> they had a couple fans last year fall out of the of the uh, seats or fall off the guardrail into the t- locker room tunnel of the Washington Stadium, and that was pretty funny. But they got sued for it. But no, Washington, you could. Take some tips, especially with all the leakage, like the pipes busting and all of that. So they can definitely use some tips. Final segment of the show before we get into our predictions. Uh, This is the most, this is the topic where we're going to discuss the most about. Um, uh, Aaron Rodgers, dude, Aaron Rodgers. Um... I got to ask you, um, he said in a quote, he, he said this in the press conference, he said that the guy, which I kind of agree with him on this standpoint, but I don't know if, if this is the right time to say it, but he said, quote, guys who are making too many mistakes shouldn't be getting any playing time at all. So my question to you, for you, Josh, is do you think Aaron Rodgers is holding the Green Bay Packer, Packers hostage after the lo- lackluster start to the season?
1: Yeah, so I think I know what you mean by that. You're referring to um, his the cap space in Green Bay. Correct. So this past offseason, um, Aaron Rodgers got his money um, and caused Devontae Adams to leave. Honestly, that's that's what I'm pretty sure happened. Is Aaron Rodgers took this fat check. Devontae Adams had an offer from Las Vegas Raiders to come play there. And what should have happened is Aaron Rodgers should have taken a decrease in pay to keep um Devontae in Green Bay. and if not getting and if not keeping Devontae, then getting another receiver or getting a stronger getting stronger defensive players. I think you're totally right. Aaron Rodgers is holding Green Bay, uh, the Green Bay Packers hostage. And he's just not good enough to make the receivers around him good. You know, maybe he was in the past, but it's it's not looking like it anymore. Honestly,
0: it it does not it does not look good. He uh he's been he's been lackluster uh these past few games, he put up like 179 passing yards against the Commanders. They just lost to the Commanders. I mean, come on. But Aaron Rodgers isn't the only quarterback to be in the headlines recently. Um, Tom Brady is another one that we need to discuss. They're, they're in the same boat as the Green Bay Packers. Tom Brady's in the same boat as Aaron Rodgers. They're both 3-4. They're both supposed to be the the elite-level teams that are supposed to be contending for a championship. And right now, they're 3-4. So, The question here for you regarding Tom Brady is You know, you've won seven championships, right? You've won won all these different type of awards, you broke so many records. Why wouldn't you just stay home with your wife? And why like why would you come out of retirement? Like what what does he have to prove? If you're Tom Brady, why would you make that move? He's got nothing to prove.
1: That's right. He does have nothing to prove. He's already he oh, really really several years ago, he kind of proved that he was the greatest and he solidified that fact with his win for Tampa Bay. Honestly, he should have retired after that win. He I didn't agree. need to play uh, another season and he definitely did not need to play this past this current season. He should have stayed retired. And, you know, he's kind of showing that he should have stayed retired because he he, he hasn't proved that he, you know, deserves to still be a – okay, he, he is still a good quarterback. I'm not going to say that. You know, I was almost going to say that, but I'm not going to say that. He, he does still deserve to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. But he's finally on that decline. And, honestly, I think he started that decline last year. And this year it's really showing – Father time has caught up with him. His age is showing, even though he, in my opinion, he looks younger than he did in his rookie year. Uh, Yeah, man, Tom Brady, he uh, he needs to retire. He needs to just, you know, let it go. I know that, you know, he doesn't want to retire, and he's like, I want to play until I'm 50. But, you know, you can't. You know, You're, at some point, you just start to look like a fool.
0: He's almost diminishing his legacy, if you think about it. By, by I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you can, I know these, it's two completely different sports, but you can look at this as kind of a, like, as the same, I know it's two, it's two completely different sports, but I'm just going to lose it, use it anyway. um Novinsky. I wouldn't say his career was diminished. For the Mavs, the problem was he was playing longer than he should have, especially when the Mavs were going through that rebuilding stage back in 2016, 2017. That should have been a good point for Navinsky to tie- retire then because he was obviously not the same player anymore, and he was playing additional seasons. And the same thing with Vince Cardo, you know. And you could look at that as like Brady is almost – falling into that same category if he continues to keep playing, especially after this season. And you're and you're hundred percent right. Tom Brady should have just retired after that after that Super Bowl win against Tampa Bay. I mean against uh Kansas City. That would have been the perfect way to go out. You beat one you beat one of the the best quarterbacks in our generation today in the future of this football league. You go out on seven championships I mean, I get even last season would have, been, would have been more reasonable. But this coming back just made no sense. It didn't. So, the question so we talked about Aaron Rodgers. We talked about Tom Brady. The question for you, Josh, which quarterback needs to go more? Which quarterback needs to hit the books and head to the retirement home? Is it Tom Brady or is it Aaron Rodgers?
1: Okay, so Tom Brady in his past game threw for 290 yards and zero touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers, 179 yards with two touchdowns. The Buccaneers lost to the Carolina Panthers.
0: Put and, up three points.
1: Right, right. So – and the Carolina Panthers barely sold half of their seats for their entire stadium, you know? I don't know if you saw it on Instagram and Twitter, but, you know, there was a post about how they were struggling to get uh, an audience. Honestly, that's probably because they're in such a real uh, – they're in such a dumpster fire right now. Yeah, I think he's – But you should along, along with those stats, along with those stats, Tom Brady has lost four out of his last five games, losing to Green Bay, Carolina, Pittsburgh, and Kansas City. Now, Kansas City, that's a pretty legitimate loss for I'll Tom give him Brady.
0: That. I'll give him that. But
1: Green Bay – now, I know I know, we're talking about Green Bay right now, but Green Bay is just not that good this year. He should have won that game. Buccaneers are definitely a better team than Green Bay this year, and especially Carolina, and especially Pittsburgh. They're way be- – the Buccaneers are way better than those two teams. They should have won those games. But if you look at Aaron Rodgers, he's lost three in a row – to the Giants, the Jets, the Commanders, and earlier in the season, they lost to the Vikings. The Vikings, that's a pretty legitimate loss. I think, honestly, I I think I may have predicted that earlier in one of our podcasts. The Giants, at first, that made it seem surprising, but in hindsight, that's a pretty legitimate loss. The Jets, the Jets are looking pretty decent right now. Now, they've had an easy schedule, and I would even argue that the Giants have had an easy schedule as well.
0: Yeah, but, but the, 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 the Packers still should have won that game. They still
1: should have won that game. Exactly. Even though
0: the Jets are having a good season, the best season, and, like, who, got, who, who knows how long, Packers still should have won that game.
1: And then the Commanders. They lost to the Commanders. The That's Commanders, amazing. they're scrubs. Um, I don't know. I don't know how the, I don't know how they lost to the commanders. So, you know, in here, and so now, so you ask the question, which quarterback needs to go? I'm going to say Tom Brady simply because of age, you know, and then along with that, Aaron Rodgers, he kind of still does have something to prove. He only has one Super Bowl under his belt. Um, so, you know, I would say Tom Brady's got to go. Uh, He's too old. He has nothing to prove. And then Aaron Rodgers, the reason why Green Bay is so bad right now is, I mean, he's not playing at the level that we all expect him to, but he's also hogging all the money. So I'm going to say unquestionably that Tom Brady, it's time for him to go. And I think there's still a little bit of hope for Aaron Rodgers.
0: No, I usually I would love to disagree with you because we're trying to make the show as entertaining as possible. But, you know, there's nothing for me, there's really nothing for me that can disagree with you on this statement, on the, on the statement that you just said. I'm not gonna go out and try it and make up a bunch of stuff just so I can disagree with you. No. I think you're right. And, and like you said, Aaron Rodgers, he might have something, he, he definitely has more to prove than Tom, than Tom Brady, cause Tom Brady has seven championships, right? Aaron Rodgers has only got one. And if you're Aaron Rodgers, you're supposed to be 'cause you're supposed to be in the GOAT conversation, right? And everyone's saying he's a bad man and all of this and stuff like that. If you watch first taking Stephen A. Smith and Stephen A. Smith calls Aaron Rodgers a bad man, which he is, rightfully so, but you you've only gotten one Super Bowl with the like You're supposed. If you look at statistically, you could say like statistically, he might be better than Tom Brady. But the fact is that he's not. I mean, stats doesn't really mean a whole lot when you're talking about championships, right? Tom Brady has seven. Aaron Rodgers has one. Okay, and Tom Brady has got that seven championships. And, and you want to win and, and I feel like winning a championship especially in your older ages could mean something more than winning championships at a young age because like no everyone's expecting oh this quarterback is old and washed he's done he ain't gonna win another championship ever again while in your younger ages, Everyone is expecting you, like, this is your prime, and this is the moment and opportunity to go out and show that you will win a championship, right? So, with that being said, Aaron Rodgers definitely needs to win, i say, at least one championship before he can go, but you're right, Tom Brady definitely needs to take a step back. I think, you know, I, if I'm being honest, I think it's kind of already too late for him at this point, especially, you know... He does need to retire, but I think it's too late for him to retire now because he's already going through the divorce of his wife, Giselle. And, but, no, it's, it's definitely Tom Brady. I, I, I agree with you on that statement. So, enough of all of that. We get into our favorite segment of the show. We get into week eight predictions. So we just talked about Tampa Bay. They will be taking on the Baltimore Ravens this Thursday night in in Tampa Bay 7, 15 PM. So who are you taking in this game?
1: I'm going to take the Ravens and you know, I was actually, this is actually kind of a hard decision because I think Tampa usually has a good home field advantage, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Ravens. I think the Ravens, uh, they're kind of they're in an iffy spot too. Um, also, I think their running back Gus Edwards could really end up being something.
0: Um, He's been killing but, it. But yeah,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Ravens.
0: I'm gonna go on the. I guess you can 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 uh consider this an upset. I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay on this. I feel like they bounce back in this game. Lamar Jackson has been struggling these past couple of weeks. I feel like this is the opportunity for Tampa Bay to take advantage of that. And I feel like Tom Brady, you know, they're pissed. They're fed up with everyone in the media talking about them. I feel like they bounce back in this game. So I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. I guess you can say an upset, which is shocking to consider Tom Brady, a Tom Brady team being an upset. But, you know, that's the case we're living with now. A pretty easy one. Chicago Bears versus the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Going to be great to see the Cowboys get another win under their belt.
0: Couldn't agree more, my friend. Couldn't agree more unless somehow this game is either raining, uh, snowy, foggy, or any anything else. But the, the, the forecast looks pretty sunny for me, so I'm going to go with Dallas. Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Philadelphia
1: Eagles. This is going to be an Eagles dub.
0: And unfortunately, the Philadelphia does go to 7-0. It pains me to say it. They go to 7-0. Denver Broncos versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Both teams are saying that two wins so far this season. Who gets that third win?
1: Jaguars.
0: Russ is out, even though, even if Russ was playing, I don't think that would have mattered anyway. Jacksonville, by far. New England Patriots versus the New York Jets. Just talked about it.
1: Jets, man. Jets.
0: J E T S. Jets, 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 Jets. I'm going with the Jets. The Las Vegas Raiders versus the New Orleans Saints.
1: You know, I'm going to go out on a whim and take the Saints for this game.
0: Ooh, well, I'm disagreeing with you here because I feel like the Las Vegas Raiders have been... I mean, I know they played the Texans this past week, but they looked better in their game. I feel like the Raiders could maybe try to c- climb back into those play- in the playoff picture still early. I-, I think with another win against New Orleans... Puts them in that right direction, so I'm going with New Orleans. I mean, Las <laughs> Vegas here. Hmm. Uh, uh, the another difficult game to predict: the Tennessee Titans versus the Houston Texans.
1: Titans, man.
0: T I T A N S. Titans all day. The Carolina Panthers versus the Atlanta Falcons.
1: Uh I'm gonna take the Falcons, but I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina had an upset. Don't forget the Atlanta,
0: <laughs> the, Atlanta the don't forget the Atlanta Falcons are tied for first place in their division. So even though the even I, I don't know if they're trying to tank or not, but it's still somehow not working for them because they're somehow tied for first place in their division. But it looks like Carolina is on the decline. It looks like they'll, even though they did just beat Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay is clueless right now. But I'm going to go with, I'm going to take Atlanta on this one. Uh, They're at home. That's simply the reason I'm going with this one here. So I'm going to go with Atlanta here. Miami Dolphins versus the Detroit Lions.
1: This is
0: going to be the Dolphins. Two is back. Two is back, and they just beat Pittsburgh Sunday night. So, Uh, I'm going with Miami. Simple as that. Simple as that. No discussion needed there. Arizona Cardinals versus the Minnesota Vikings. And before you give me your prediction, don't forget, DeAndre Hopkins is now back. And the Arizona Cardinals looked great. Kalamori looked great. With DeAndre Hopkins back in the mix. And that's something that the Cardinals, I believe, are missing. So, just wanted to point that out before you made your prediction.
1: You know, I was going to pick the Cardinals.
0: Uh, Vikings
1: could win this, but I am picking the Cardinals.
0: I'm I'm in agreement with you, brother. I'm going with another upset this week. I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals over the Minnesota Vikings. I know the Minnesota Vikings have been really great this season, but... I feel like with the with the game, DeAndre Hopkins back in the forward. They had a great game against New Orleans last Thursday night. So, yeah, look at this as an Arizona upset over Minnesota. Uh This would be an interesting game if Carson Wentz was playing in it. However, he is not. So, who could really care less about this game? Uh, Arizona Cardinals versus, I mean, the Washington Commanders versus the Indianapolis Colts in Indy. Now, this would be Carson Wentz return game if he was playing. However, he's not. So, just give me your predictions.
1: Taylor Heineke is going to beat the Colts. I'm picking the Commanders.
0: Sam Ellinger gets his first win as an NFL starter against the Washington Commanders. I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts. I'm not saying that's an upset because both teams are kind of in the same position, but I'm going with the Colts here. The we got a game here, the New York Football Giants and the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle.
1: Seattle does have a pretty decent home field advantage. Um, I think this will be an upset. I think the Seahawks will win.
0: I try. I see. I Seattle. You know, I feel like this Giants facade of them, like being like this. Considered this elite level team. I seriously don't think it's going to last, even though they have impressed me, impressed the whole world this season. Uh, Seattle, Geno Smith, you know, we haven't been giving the Seahawks the credit that they deserve. So when you put it like that, go on Seattle, man. Their offense looks good. So Seattle. Uh, here's another. Game Well, it could go both ways. The San Francisco 49ers versus the Los Angeles Rams in L.A.
1: I think the Rams, the Rams really got something to prove, man. I think the Rams need this win. 49ers, now, I think they're actually a better team as of right now. But the Rams, they got something to prove, man. They got to win this game.
0: I disagree with you. I think the 49ers have got more to prove because you are supposed to be considered the Super Bowl contending team, right? And you are definitely not going to be considered the Super Bowl contending team if you lose two games in a row after acquiring Christian McCaffrey. So when you look at it from that standpoint, Niners have got more to prove in this game. You can't use two games in a row after acquiring Christian McCaffrey. So I'm going with San Francisco. Sunday night football is actually supposed to be a really good game. At at least we hope. Uh, The Green Bay Packers versus the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. I think it's pretty easy, right? This is
1: going to be an easy Buffalo win.
0: Buffalo sweeps the, wipes the floor with the Packers. And then in the Monday night football game, we got the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Cleveland Browns are we going with?
1: I'm picking the Browns. Browns upset the Bengals.
0: You're going with the upset here. Well, unfortunately for you, my friend, I do not agree with you again on this one. I'm going with Cincinnati. I don't. I Joe Burrow looked insanely well, and I think the momentum continues, so I'm going with the Bengals. Who they? But. The fiftieth episode is in the books. Can you believe Jacoba Talk has been on the air for fifty episodes? Incredible. It's been,
1: a, been a long time. How long since your first episode?
0: Back the, it was the day after Christmas back in two thousand and twenty. Oh, maybe, no, the twenty ninth, maybe somewhere somewhere after Christmas in twenty twenty. So it's been almost two years. So it's been so, we, but we finally got the fifty episodes and there's a lot more to come and I cannot wait for the future of Jacobo talk again, Josh, thank you for joining us again this week. We are happy to be back next week as we will be back again next week, next Tuesday with the trade NFL trade deadline. Uh, Next, next Tuesday. And we'll, we'll probably be discussing a lot of trade recaps for that week. And we will also, we are working on a basketball schedule right now. And we will let you know in the meet we will let you know in the future when we'll start uploading basketball content to Chicago talk, but that's going to be the end of this episode. Thank you so much. If you stayed throughout the entire episode,